Thanks for tuning in to the Bethlehem Church Podcast, where our goal is to offer you compelling biblical content to equip you to live an empowered Christian life. Today, Pastor Matt and I talk about his message, The Dream Expert, and we reminisce on Bethlehem's five years. Let's jump in. Well, hey there. I'm Pastor Cody. And I'm Pastor Matt. And we're here on this faithful Thursday to yes. have ourselves a conversation. Let's but do this it. isn't just any Thursday. No. No, this is our five-year anniversary Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My brain almost worked. Yeah. No, but we're just, we're excited. I'm still, I feel like we're still running off this high from the weekend. Yep. It's been an incredible journey thus far, and we're just so very thankful um, you know, I, just watching the video, just the five year anniversary video, hearing a few testimonials and seeing what the Lord has done. It, it definitely was a, you know, just an idea, a thought, this, this thing of Bethlehem church. Yep. And I, we started in a garage just like Amazon and Apple. <laughs> That's been debunked. I think it, uh, it has. I heard that actually on, uh, Oh, that, that was of, the, yeah. the podcast. I was so disappointed. I was like, what do you mean? They didn't start in a garage. Yeah. Like, all hope I have of starting a business is gone. <laughs> <laughs> this Christianity today podcast is like affecting everyone, everyone and everything. Yeah, it's true. Uh, it just shows that we just all want to, dream and we do we're dreamers yeah which is an excellent segue into what we're talking about today (laughs) the dream expert yeah the dream expert so on sunday and uh you had mentioned it in your message but anytime you ever call him and ask what he what he's up to or how he's doing he will inevitably say living the dream if somebody put a gun to my head and say you have to get the exact predicted response from somebody over a telephone or you're you're gone I would call him and ask how he's doing, and I would get that response. Mm, Probably. Key. I would get it every time but then. But then, (laughs) and then you would die. (laughs) But um, I feel like uh, dreams, and and more or less your your dreams specifically, have kind of fueled this project known as Bethlehem Church. Yeah. Um, A Mm -hmm. project is probably not the right word. But you get no. what you all get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, but we're just you know we're kind of jumping in. Uh, Genesis 37. Um, there's mm-hmm. an email from my wife coming through right now about <laughs> trunk or treat security. Right on. Um, Genesis 37. The ultimate dreamer beyond this dreamer right here was Joseph. Yeah. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about that and um, just you know maybe reminisce on some things in Spit the past fire. five years. Yeah. yeah. Spitfire. Yeah, it's good. So this is a special episode, special five year anniversary party thing. That we're going to do here. And I'm celebrating one year of employment. Pray for me that that continues. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, just trying to pull my weight around here. Um, but no, it's been a great year, great mm, five years. Fun. And um, yeah, so let's jump in. All right, jumping back in here. So first thing, this is something that I noticed today, and you can't tell me I'm wrong because the data at this point proves <laughs> that I am correct. As we're putting all of the building back together as we, yeah, from as the five-year anniversary. <laughs> as we've been reassembling our building yeah. all day yesterday and, and, and getting things <laughs> cleaned and yeah. tied up today. Yeah, it's been that. Um, but while checking the soap dispensers in the bathrooms, I've realized something, and that is that you men, myself included, do not wash your hands. Nope. You don't. I filled all the soap dispensers. All the men's bathrooms were about three quarters of the way full or like not refillable, almost full. 
And then all of the women's bathroom, you women wash your hands. They were all almost empty. <laughs> um, and these don't get filled that much. So yeah. some of you guys have been coming to church you're gross. and using the bathroom here for weeks or potentially you're, months. You're gross. Who knows if they even needed to be refilled the last <laughs> go around. <laughs> Probably not. But y'all don't wash your hands. Yeah. We've come through a pandemic and you still don't wash your hands. <laughs> I think, too, the, the presence Repent. of... Repent. <laughs> the presence of hand sanitizer makes it worse. It's true. We all like, just like walk Okay, that I'll give you all a pass on because the hand sani- the hand sanitizer things were like empty. So oh really? Ma- yeah. So maybe yeah. well not empty but close. Yeah. Um. So maybe you're maybe cleaning. That's what it was. Maybe you're cleaning yourselves with hand sanitizer instead. Let us know in the comments what you think. <laughs> but my personal opinion is that y'all are a bunch of dirt balls. Um, well, after having, you know, our fourth child and my wife is like, she does not want Rex to get sick, you know, mm. which babies getting colds is like the worst thing, you know? So it's like, I, I told him I'm, I've definitely been washing my hands more, Yeah, <laughs> but I can't say that I'm not guilty <laughs> of the latter. I know uh, some of you guys go into the bathroom when you do the thing where you like, don't really feel do like washing thing. your hands, but. You turn the water on and you just kind of stand there for a second, <laughs> just so just so the person <laughs> in the so stall thinks that you washed so your they hands. Think that you washed your hands, but really, you're just a liar. That's hilarious. So I love it. I, I know some it. of y'all do that, oh, and if you're funny. if if you don't think it's you, it's you. <laughs> yeah, wash yeah. your hands. Wash your hands. Yeah, it's gross. Yep, that was the point of Sunday's message. Thanks for tuning into our broadcast today. <laughs> Have a good one. Yep. <laughs> so God the, bless the yeah the the dream expert. It was just kind of funny, like thinking about. We had just ended First Corinthians, and you know, shameless plug for Second Corinthians. We start that this coming Sunday, shameless. and really excited about that. Second Corinthians, I think, is going to be much better than even First Corinthians. <laughs> it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge, and many appearances by that guy. He's going to come up all <laughs> throughout the whole throughout the whole series. But uh, I think yeah. he announced his candidacy again. Oh God. I think I could be wrong, but I I saw it was Did a tic- really? it was a TikTok I saw, uh, that, but the slogan was "Save America," and I was like, instead of like or say something of that nature, it yeah. could have been photoshopped. I'm you know not what sure, I think? But I saw it. Not that this is about politics, because it's not. But just a, a one thought is that we how about we just not have anyone that's in their seventies or eighties run for president? Yeah. <laughs> well, no that, offense to you, seventy, eighty year olds. I love all of you. It but hasn't gone too well. <laughs> <laughs> What's, why can't we find somebody like in their 50s yeah. <laughs> like even 40s you right. know i'm just looking at like even even myself like i'm you know when i'm in my 50s like i don't want to be doing what i'm doing right now <laughs> and i don't, and i mean like at the scale at which i'm doing it right like i have energy i'm running i'm doing multiple things and you know i'm not wasting my youth you know yeah. and I, I don't even i don't feel how i felt in my 20s i don't feel that way now i already feel i need more sleep and all of that right and i'm in my 30s <laughs> i can't imagine how i'm gonna feel in my 40s right. and then once again in my 50s and we've got presidents that are like 78 years old and they're like yeah what up <laughs> I'm, I'm in it for the long haul <laughs> yeah. I'm like yeah okay yeah you are yeah <laughs> like i think trump took adderall like every day every, he's all to- he's like just he's like he gets up for a speech and he's like (laughs) grinding and it's gonna be (laughs) 
I just don't like I don't get it I really don't man like we're we're the leader of the free world and we can't find a dude in his 60s we can't find a dude in his 50s or upper 40s late 30s somewhere in there (laughs) well I'm not even saying that I I get the the idea that this should be someone that isn't necessarily doing the work right but (laughs) you know but they they have to be able to have the cognitive ability to lead our country and you know, I just think that it's got to be exhausting. It's got to be the most demanding job <laughs> on the planet. I flash back to that, that time that Trump called Tim Cook Tim Apple. <laughs> 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 Which, Tim I Apple. mean, it's a, you know, it no. was probably just a stupid thing, but it just really cracks me up. Like, yeah, what's your name, Tim uh, <laughs> Apple? <laughs> <laughs> Grinding. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> Give me my mouth. <laughs> Like actually, actually, Mr. President. I need my mouth okay, guard. Yeah, you're, you're Tim Cook. <laughs> yeah, give me my mouth guard. <laughs> <laughs> I took one too many. Yeah, dude, it's <laughs> it's just insane. Yeah. I would love to. See, how did we get on this? But anyway, I would just love to see someone younger. Dreams. <laughs> yeah, dreams. Yeah. I would. I would love to. When see When will you younger. see a president that's actually like aged, <laughs> an appropriate age, and functioning well in yeah. your dreams? That's that's in when you're gonna see your that. dreams. Yeah, I when, saw when politics makes sense. Like right. in your dreams, in your dreams, and it even then, it doesn't quite make sense. Yeah, unbelievable. Um, this morning, I saw the Dunkin' Donuts. I didn't go through. Somebody posted about it. <laughs> they were out of donuts. They were out of donuts, and I was like, "That's the final <laughs> straw." Yeah, I'm running for office today. Yeah, I'm announcing my candidacy. Like you messed with what? <laughs> it's like that picture I've been seeing. I don't know if it's who knows if it's real. It's with all the media. all the, the ships. Yeah, just like surrounding yeah. these ports. It's, yeah, it's apparently just there's just not enough. Like there's a labor shortage still. And apparently, and this is just <laughs> my favorite thing. <laughs> Dude, we're straight went pol- political, <laughs> like hardcore on this. Thanks for tuning in. Spot. God bless you. Yeah, let's finish this conversation over here. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, but it's it's like uh, you see that, and it's like you know, and we uh, and we want to close our borders, and there's a labor shortage. I'm like, oh my gosh, like right. the mentality. All, there's always of people, a backdoor there's for like ex- see exactly. Yeah. I'm like that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I saw I saw one uh, <laughs> the dumbest thing. I you said something. that you're dumb, but I love you. <laughs> I oh saw something gosh. is yesterday. Jen Psaki said somebody had asked her why they weren't concerned about yeah. uh, vaccine proof for the immigrants coming across the border, and she was like, "Well, it's they don't a intend- hotbed for COVID." She said, "Well, they don't intend to stay here long term, so it's not an issue." <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh like every other job every other you know even our church it's like we strive for excellence you know yeah. we strive to get things right and do things it's like those people they're they're in office doing their thing and like they don't have to get anything right never <laughs> like it's never look heck? if you want to know where it's i'm almost at. it's almost as bad as the, no the weatherman is better than them it's true yeah and <laughs> if you want to know where i'm at politically republican or democrat uh. you all do a terrible job <laughs> terrible <laughs> And you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Yeah, I think you pretty you much hate get a every job politician. I do, <laughs> I do. Um, yeah, I, I for one am not that way. Uh, you know, I had, def- I definitely have people that I favor and that I think do a great job. Um, but you know, I, d- I don't, you know, have his perspective. You know, yeah. share that on everything. But I mean, of course, anyway. there are there are there are some on. Yeah, my point is is. All of you are entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to your opinion. And, you know, if you have one that's different than mine, great. You know, just don't get at me for my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, true. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I want to bring something up right now since we already are down the rabbit hole. I'm a huge, like, fan of comedy. 
just in general. And I, and I think too, it's like, uh, there's someone in our church, I won't embarrass him on this podcast, but he makes, uh, he, you know, he, he's basically an artist, you know, he puts out these rap songs I don't even think he puts. You know, you I don't know who think you he are. puts them out. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I don't even think he puts them out. But he's got some like really. Well, good he said he makes it with like GarageBand, which really? I thought was impressive. Yeah, well, I think he's got his own beat machine. Well, too. he said something about that, but he said generally because I was like, well, how do you do that? Do you? He was like, it's mostly like GarageBand. He's like, it's free, and I get some. That's I awesome. get beat loops from this website, and I guess I mean obviously the hardest part is making up what you're gonna say. Yeah. and how that all right. kind of fleshes out but my, I, mean, I think my really, point though in that really whole, impressive it, it really good he's really good at at making music and the um, best yeah and so it was like i you know I d- he didn't want to send me one of his recent songs i'm so glad like, you did i don't want i don't want to send that to the pastor and i'm just like dude you know send it <laughs> like i'm full I wanna, send yeah i want to hear it like i think that we um you know and we're going to get into this in second corinthians too but you know, we use this like legalistic mentality of right and wrong and the balancing of that to like gauge who we engage with. And I think we would just um, we would do a lot better just to be a little bit more raw and a little bit more not. And I don't mean this in like ex- authentic, maybe. Yeah, authentic. And I'm like, I'm not saying accepting of other things, but in general, um, letting things be what they are like, yeah. <laughs> right. like there is no authenticity is just gone it is it's know? very gone and i can appreciate something for what it is you know and and learn from that and glean from that and let that contribute to me as a human being you know without losing who i am without mm-hmm. losing my spirituality i can listen to a comedian and you know not just go live under a rock mm-hmm. it, it's like getting a uh it, i thought somebody knocked on the door but it's like getting. I'm not going to get a coffee from Starbucks because of Starbucks views. Because they didn't put Merry Christmas on their cups. Or, right. You know what I mean? Sad. I don't get my theology from Starbucks. I don't get. You know, it's that kind of thing. And and it, for me, just being consistent in in those things, they're they are completely unrelated. You know, and I don't get my my theology and my perspective from a coffee company. And so right. I think that there is a line that you have to figure out. You know, where to draw and how to live and be in this world, you know, and, and, and still be a normal human being. But, uh, yeah, there's definitely been a time period in my life where, you know, I, the, the movement that I was in took that way too far, you know? Yeah. I think there's a tendency when you lean that heavy on, you know, on perhaps I, I'm, I'm hesitant to even say like heavy right wing stuff because it's really not what it is. I mean, it kind of is, but it's, yeah. When you lean that far legalistic, like you create your own culture and your own bubble. That's right. And you fail to influence the broader culture for the better. Yeah. Or even understand it. Yeah. Or exactly. Even, or even understand it because they, you don't. Mm-hmm. You don't understand it because you don't allow yourself to be exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I just think like, for instance, hearing hearing cussing or hearing a curse word, you know, it's like... like <gasps> Right. And I'm not trying to say that I curse or that I say those things, you know, but the point is, is like, I'm, that's not going to damage me at this point right. in, 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 yeah. in my life. Isn't it funny, though? Like, isn't it the best thing ever when you're just like chatting it up with somebody and they feel free to use whatever vocabulary that they want? Right. And it's fine. Like, we don't care. Like, their verbiage doesn't. Right. Doesn't bother us. And then you're like, oh, yeah, I'm a pat. Oh, I'm so sorry, pastor. I didn't mean to. Yeah. You know, I didn't mean to curse in front of you. Right. Like. 
oh yeah, you totally destroyed me with your <laughs> your words. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's like a you know I don't know. It's just a I thing. just think too. It's like I would I I. I I'm careful about what I expose my... <laughs> that sounded amazing in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm careful about what I expose my children to because they're in their formative years. Yeah, they're forming. <laughs> right. It's different. <laughs> but I hope that at some point, you know, I will have imparted unto them, you know, a greater way, you know, yeah. a biblical path where they're able to get out and live and do life with people. And it's not going to derail them. You know right. what I mean? They're going to be able to go out and live life and... and and influence others and not let other people influence them. Yeah. You know, and but. I think the opposite <laughs> anyway. of that is when we insulate and create this little bubble for them to live in. And then, then they leave home and they just go, na- they go, whoop, hit my microphone. <laughs> and then they just go nuts because right. they've never, ever experienced like anything that's <laughs> yeah, not Southern man. gospel music or, or whatever, anything that isn't a jean skirt or <laughs> anything that isn't pure flicks. <laughs> yeah. Which, I, look, Christian yeah. community, you need to do better with filmmaking. They're just bad. <laughs> I'm Drew, sorry. Drew, you're doing great. Drew, you're specifically you, doing well. You are killing it. Yeah. yeah you're headed in the right but direction. Man, I, I just want to throw up every time I watch like a mainstream Christian movie. Well, um, I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say what I was going to say or what I was leading up to as far as comedians. But there there's a special that's out. Uh, by one said comedian, and it is raunchy. I'll say that. Um, but at the same oh, time, but it's funny. <laughs> but it's funny, dude. Send it. <laughs> you know, it's pretty raunchy, and I haven't even finished it. You know, but it's mm-hmm. you know, of course, I've read some because you the took breaks to pray in between. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to forgive that one out. <laughs> no, it's it's you know, I fall asleep at the end of the day when I try to actually watch things, but yeah. You know, it's it's just something, and I'm not going to cosign or condone what's what's said, or eat, or and or give a position on either side, and that's my point. It's he, I believe, and I haven't, like I said, I haven't finished it, but he's making this point that look, it's a joke, it's a joke, it's comedy, it's art. You know what right. I mean? Like if and and yeah. we know in our minds that if we can't laugh at ourselves, <laughs> if we take ourselves too seriously, then you're going to you have know, a bad time. Not just we're going to have a bad time, but, you know, how's the Lord going to use that? How's mm. the Lord going to use someone who constantly carries shame and bitterness, yeah. you know, and takes themselves too seriously? Right. So I just think our nation as a whole, like, everybody needs to take a freaking breath. Yeah. I think know? Jesus had a pretty good sense of humor. Of course he did. Yeah. I mean, look at the look at the platypus, <laughs> you know, like, that's just, that's comedic yeah. art in a yeah for sure m- mammalian form is that a man is a platypus a mammal <laughs> hey you know so. what's funny and yeah. this is something that josh blaine told me is that a, a group of platypus together are called a um they're called a paddle <laughs> <laughs> that's funny that is pretty funny yeah um anyway yeah it's just a i digress it's it's yeah. just this thing of moving on from the current events section of this <laughs> broadcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah pe- people just need to chill Hot they do not not take themselves too seriously and let let humor be let let you know comedians be and it's mm-hmm. the same thing if you want pastors yo hey if if you want to be free, if you want to protect freedom of speech, and you want people to leave your preaching alone, leave the comedians alone. Right. You know, and and that's the <laughs> stop bo- trying to cancel people who disagree with you. Yeah, that's the both sides of the aisle piece that I think is just vitally important that we're that we're absolutely yeah. missing. And I think something that like Lecrae has done really well in recent years, and I think he's severely misunderstood. Yeah, I for think what so he's too. doing, but I think that he has shifted from being like the the 
you know the the artist that's just like the Christian quips in a rap song to mm. actually just being an artist who happens to be a Christian whose life overflows into his art, mm-hmm. and but he's yeah. not like the Christian rapper, right? But he is a Christian and a rapper, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like it's different, yeah. and he gets hate I think for like departing, you know, departing the path that he was on, you know, in the reform movement and whatnot. But I think he's yeah. just trying to be a little bit more real, and he actually. Um, well, I think you know, I think he takes seriously influencing hip hop culture and using that as a as a ministry. Yeah, you know, yeah, and which is reaching fan- people that I will fantastic. never ever reach. You know, that's right. But I think too, it's like you know, y- you could get a little bit of this like playing both sides of the fence when someone is making a transition. You know, for sure, when someone's going through a change and they're like, "Well, this is who I am. I'm only in these you know evangelical circles," and then uh, they're branching out. It's like. You know, there's no grace for people to change anymore. There's no grace for no. people to take a different position. There's not. Um, and, and in his yeah. most recent book, he tells you know you he read tells that, didn't you? It's really good. I yeah. haven't read. I it. am restored was the book. Yeah. Um, but he tells the story about how when he started to make this shift, I mean, that they just hung him out to dry. So he's like open completely. about that. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, super open about okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they really hung him out to dry, which I mean, you know. It's it, just, it happens, unfortunately. It's almost to be expected, mm-hmm. you know, which is yeah. a shame. Yeah. It really is. Mm-hmm. We see it in our culture. We see it in our churches. Just on, just on a smaller scale in the sense that, like, things that we disagree about theologically or right. whatever, you know. And, and, and our, you know, our broader culture is doing it with their, you know, things that they think need to be pushed right. or mm-hmm. excelled or their political party. And just all across the board, take a deep breath. You know what I mean? Take a deep breath and it's okay. It really Mm -hmm. is. And it's going to be okay. I love what Jordan Peterson says. And he says, all these people out here that, that want to, and I mean the internet and social media gives everybody a platform who (laughs) will tickle the ears of somebody else. Um, but you know, he's like, you know, stop trying to change the world and just get up and make your freaking bed in the morning. You know, like how about you change your world and get your world straight before you try to change it, you know, to be what you think it should be for everybody else. And I think that's something that's just lost. It on is really my whole generation. Yeah, you know, we all think we need a voice. We all think that you know things need to change. But all that's of us the beauty of freedom, <laughs> right? Yeah, it <laughs> is. That is the beauty of it. It is. You know, and so anyway, I, I just I think you know when uh, let's let's slide into this. <laughs> Your phone's going off. Let's slide into this uh, five let's year slide anniversary. Slide in real quick. Yeah, the dream expert Genesis thirty seven, starting in verse nineteen. <laughs> Or, wait a minute, no, 10, verse 10. Yeah, and I just yeah. threw a, a scripture in there. That's the, the dream scripture. Yeah, you know, and if you want to go back, it. we have the, um, uh, I'll put the link to the service, in the or the message rather, in the notes, and then the uh, the sermon notes in the, in the notes as well. Yeah. I just thought about, you know, the last five years, you know, when I was sitting down to kind of just pin a message, you know, and I had just been thinking and praying on, like, Lord, what do you want me to share? What do you want me to do? Do we just want to take testimonies? And I, I definitely, it's innate in who I am. You know, no, we, we've got to, got to preach. You know, got to have a <laughs> message. Got to preach. Yeah. Um. So I was thinking about this passage, which is one of my favorites, and I even alluded to the fact that this is probably my next tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it's just one of those I things. I want one so bad. I need to go. You've only been saying that for how long? I don't know. It's been like two years, probably. Yeah. I think you're scared. Mm-hmm. Definitely scared of it. But um, yeah, I, I just behold the dreamer cometh. I think is the King James version, but uh, looking at the CSB, you know, here comes the dream expert. And I thought to myself, like how many things have I thought about or over the last five years of our church, like it was a thought, it was a Mm -hmm. dream almost. And I, 
I understand that some people see dreams differently than I do, you know, and I'm kind of being exposed to the more, uh, you know, dreams and visions that we would say of folks that are more um, mm-hmm. continuous in nature. But, yeah, uh, you know, I'm, I'm just speaking from personal experience when I have a vision or a dream or, or a calling from the Lord, um, you know, it, it's for me, I, I just I think about like tangible like actionable steps and how the Lord has led us and led our church. I just go back through and it's literally just been like living and working out this dream, working out this calling of what the Lord has, has had for us. And it's incredible. It really is. It's incredible. It doesn't mean that it's been easy. It doesn't mean that it's all been, you know, a cakewalk, but man, his provision has been real. I mean, it's been seen, it's been evident, and I'm just so, so grateful to be along for the ride of what the Lord is doing. Yeah. So grateful. It's been it's been a neat five years, and I'm really thankful that, my, you know, my wife and I have been a part of it since day mm-hmm. one. And I think about uh, <clears throat> just the days at Merritt Park and what things looked like yeah. before there was ever a youth group and yeah. before there was ever a kids ministry, and now here, you know, here we are, we've got a... We've got a booming kids ministry. We've got a, a, a pretty vibrant uh, youth ministry mm-hmm. and all of these things that we're a part of. And, you know, it's just it's funny to think about the fact that it, at one point, like not only were they it's not even that they were small, they just didn't exist. Yeah. You know, and all of the you know, the building that we've transitioned to all of what the building used to look like before we got here, that the people that are here with us that are serving with us that we didn't even know mm-hmm. five years ago. Yeah. I mean, what a. Yeah. You know what a what yeah. a journey, and you can't mm-hmm. help but watch the video. I mean, I've watched it a couple times, and I'm not a crier, you know, mm-hmm. but I was alm- <laughs> almost <laughs> almost almost <laughs> to tears uh, watching the video. Yeah, uh, when you first sent it to me, and then when we watched it live with everybody on Sunday. Yeah, you know, just a you know what a vision, what a journey, and it's just I, you know, it's kind of exciting to think about because I can't you know prayerfully we won't lose momentum. Like, where what's the next five years look like? I know, you know, yeah, I know, and it's. It's whatever he wants it to look like. Yeah. And I really feel that way. And it's, you th- I think about, you know, the Bethlehem steel piece, you know, <laughs> think about the amount of things that have changed even from when, you know, when we made this video and shot it to when mm. it released. Bethlehem Steel's actually opening back up. What? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said I said in the video, like, you Well, know, that's not going to age well in, like, a week. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, I think for me it was almost comical because, you know, here's this story, right? You know, the, the, obviously this thing of Bethlehem Steel was... It, it is just inundated with it, this yeah, whole it community. And it'll never be what it was. No. You know? Oh, no. And I think they're opening it with, like, 500 employees or something. Um, cool but though. it's a, yeah, it's really neat. Um, governor Hogan was there and, and where's it going to be? Is it same place? Really? No <laughs> yeah. Way. They're, That's they're, they're starting up, I believe manufacturing and, you know, um, making this transition to, to s- producing steel. I'm, I'm thinking, you know, I don't have the whole story, nor did I watch the whole unveiling, but it's really hard <laughs> to watch Harry Logan's press conferences. So <laughs> I don't, I don't blame you. Look, let's not digress into that, <laughs> right. those weeds again. But the point of the change, you know, hearing that Bethlehem Steel is actually going to open back up. Right. And it, none <laughs> of, you know, I didn't anticipate that. And for me, it was like, oh, man, we have this in the video. And I told Drew before, because, you know, when I when I saw this, this was maybe two weeks ago. You mm-hmm. know, and of course, I knew what was coming with the right. video. Yeah. Um, I, I was talking to him about it Saturday or fr- Friday night. I think it was Friday night when we were confirming and finishing up the video. I was like, it's funny that it's opening, but for me, it's not 
oh my goodness, this is terrible that this is actually happening and it's different in our video. It was like, look, anything can happen. Mm -hmm. Any, anything. It, that was yeah. more about what, what the Lord did in my heart with this is literally Bethlehem still <laughs> is, is reopening and thinking about what I think the next five years is going to look like. Mm -hmm. The Lord has exceedingly above what yep. we are asking or thinking and, and what we know that he's going to do. And, you know, there's, for those of you that know me, uh, know that, you know, I've always got four or five things going, you know, as far as like the direction of our church. <laughs> At and any what, given time. Yeah. And, and what could be. And, you know, we're exploring a lot of different things right now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, but I don't ever want to do those things at the, at, at the expense of yeah. forgetting the mission, simply Jesus and literally one life at a time. I mean, I think how many, is it 20, how many baptisms this year? 21? Well into the twenties. I want to say like 23 or 24 baptisms okay. this year. Yeah. 24 baptisms for a church. Our size is, is exceptional. Yeah. It's exceptional. And you know, so we're not just saying, oh, look at these things and look what God has done. Like we're, we're not leaving our first love. We're not leaving the, the foundation of what it means to uh, invite others to follow Jesus and lead them in that and disciple them into that. And we're being nimble and we're being creative. <laughs> this is kind of interesting. So um, uh, this will air Thursday. So today is it's, it's Wednesday. Uh, mm -hmm. tonight we will have our connect groups again and we tried some things you know for the yeah. last uh what mm -hmm. was it six weeks uh it's probably been two uh, months it's probably been six yeah we had an off week because of the weather but that's yeah. right so six. we we tried something and it had a really strong start which was mm -hmm. pretty cool but yeah. it it didn't necessarily and we're not saying we won't try it again but we're trying new things and we're trying to innovate you know and so we right. we tried and sometimes when you innovate things don't work out yeah <laughs> <And> <laughs> but that's okay but we're okay with it you right. know so we're shifting back tonight to uh, you know, the way that we were doing small groups, we tried this collective thing and shifting tables and this kind of open atmosphere. And I think that there's a place for that. It, it's just not for our Wednesday nights. Yeah. And, sure. um, anyway, but the point is, is we're going to continue to innovate. We're going to continue to try new things and we're not going to be defeated when something doesn't happen. If, yeah. if, if this was our baby, if this was our church and not the Lord's church, then, you know, we would be debilitated by now, mm -hmm. you know. You know, what's funny is there's like a there's like a rack in the shed outside that has mm -hmm. old banners on it. And like three or four of which are banners for things that never actually came to fruition. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like, back uh, through the, the kids, the summer yep, day camp. The summer day camp. And then the one was uh, Easter. The Easter. And yeah. then I think there was a different one for, uh, was it? It's like road signs for the learning center or something. <laughs> like. There's some, yeah. just some interesting things in there yeah. of things that we've tried and, and yeah. you know, and things that we are not saying. Oh, this is never going to happen, but right. it's just it not just the, right the right timing. Right time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we just it's happen to get zero neat. phone calls. So. <laughs> <laughs> one, 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 phone one. Call. <laughs> and we still get messages from her. Have you guys? Are you starting it yet? Really? I actually. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if it's the same person. I I responded to. A phone call on the mm. church line today. Somebody had called in and asked about children's programs. Probably. So maybe that was her. Yeah, it's probably the same <laughs> one. But if you're watching, we don't have any like that. So, you know. <laughs> not yet. Just Sundays and Wednesdays. Yeah, already, but not yet. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's 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 just an incredible thing to yield to the Lord and have a dream and launch out and say, okay, it's not time. Okay, that's not that didn't have the impact that we thought or 
let's wait on that, you know? And mm-hmm. so it's just, it's been an, uh, it's been an exciting journey. You yeah, know? And, it has been. And I think that it's going to continue to be, you know, I really do. I think so too. Yeah. But it's going to be good. And all s- of you are along with us for the ride. <laughs> I would say this too, you know, even Godspeed. there were even some announcements that we were going to make on Sunday about some things that, you know, we, we want to do and have already, you know, mm-hmm. things have already changed. It's all going to blow your mind at some point. <laughs> Whenever it all comes to fruition the way it should, it's going to blow your going to blow your brain literally. Yeah, but it's in a good way. Yeah, but it it's just one of those things that over and over the Lord is continuing to teach me to be patient, mm-hmm. you know, to to be thoughtful, thought-provoking in in these things and just letting his spirit lead. Yeah. You know, I'm definitely in a different place with how I'm being led. Mm-hmm. right than where i was when we first started this yeah. thing and for that for I'm our 25 year so anniversary grateful. i'd like to think that we'll have 20 church campuses meeting together in the raven stadium Ooh, that's ambitious right that's a, <laughs> that's a little too uh that's that's a little too mars hillish mars hillish for that's us that's true that let's not true. do that no even if we had let no i didn't even it, it's, it's just on the periphery. <laughs> that was a really even, bad idea yeah <laughs> We're gonna let that one die right there. We're probably <laughs> it'd probably be more along the lines of like the Iron Bird Stadium. There you go. It's a little bit more. <laughs> oh, we're going to Aberdeen. <laughs> a little bit more feasible. So, yeah. But look, I'm not trying to. No. Our Aberdeen campus will be at the Iron Bird Stadium. <laughs> I think there's already a church that meets there. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. No well, way. That's unless awesome. they got a building, they've been meeting there for years. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, it was the church that John Wood. Um, John Wood attended. I really? think it was his brother-in-law or no something way. like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. But anyway, um, we're in a great place. We're just being led by the Lord, and you know, I'm. I feel like I'm not. Um, what's the word? I'm not tied to any one thing. <laughs> you know, right. I feel like we have this pretty loose idea of 20 churches that we want to see started, mm-hmm. and how that happens, how that's executed. We've got some ideas. We have some things in the works, but. Um, you know, we're, we're fairly nimble, fairly flexible on that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm. with that idea, we, we talked about dreams. We talked about dreams on Sunday. Yeah. There's like so many parallels between Joseph and Jesus. And I think that a, a, a messianic tradition that is often ignored is the Messiah, son of Joseph mm. thing. Mm. Uh, you know, we always, you always hear about the Messiah, son of David, you know, that's a pretty consistent theme. And very few times, I think it's mentioned in the New Testament like once or twice. Mm. But it can be construed as, you know, uh, like Joseph was his father. His bio, er, Well, step five, however you want to put that. I don't, sure. I don't know what the technical way of putting that. But I believe there's a reference or two to him being the son of Joseph in the New Testament. But it kind of gets glazed over because, you know, he is kind of the son of, of a Joseph of that time. Yeah. But son of Joseph, like there's a pattern here of where, you know, you have Jesus, who's the great shepherd, Joseph, who was a shepherd and he was the object of his father's love. The You know, there's just, there's so, it, it is there's so much there. Parallel. That's so parallel. Yeah. yeah. I put an excerpt in there that Betrayed I didn't have Betrayed by his time. brethren. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I have an excerpt in there that is um, how to read Genesis by, uh, Trimper Longman. Have you heard of him? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I found that I don't know that I've read any of his stuff, but I have heard of him. It just came up um, in my Logos search, and I thought it was a really good excerpt. I didn't have time to read it on Sundays, but um, he it, it goes like it goes like this. Finally, we come to the story of Joseph. Nowhere is Joseph connected with Jesus in the New Testament. Um, certainly, there is nothing like uh, prophecy in a narrative account in the life of Joseph. However. 
The reading of the story of Joseph in the light of the gospel leads the sensitive reader to a note to note an analogy between the way God works salvation through the life of Joseph and how he did so uh, climactically in the life of Jesus. And it's yeah. just it is so parallel. So many. So and parallel. It's, I feel like it's often overlooked, like because you always I feel like classically. Yeah. You never hear sermons about how Jesus or Joseph was a type of Christ. Right. You know, it's always, you know, day. I mean, you know, Jesus is the the seed of David, you know, so right. that's the big one. And then but there's just so and when you think about uh, I'm, I've been listening through the paradigm series that the Bible project is doing. Mm. This is really good. But when you think about you take a step back and you think about what Jesus said when the whole the writings, the prophets, and the, and the law, like it all is about him. Mm-hmm. And you read it. That's right. And if you read it by itself, you don't, it, yeah, as a Westerner specifically, you can't really come to that conclusion because mm. it's just kind of a foreign idea. You right. can read the New Testament back into the Old Testament, but then it's kind of funky and it doesn't really work. But if you're reading it thematically and you're paying attention to these big themes in the lives of all these major players, Joseph, David, Joshua, Moses, um, Solomon, you know, but there's a there's a theme uh, beyond the, you know, the verses that we pluck out of context that we say are messianic promises, mm. but there's this theme of, you know, this anointed figure and mm. what, what he does and how, um, you know, how all of that points to a rising and dying Messiah. Yeah. You know, it's just very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Joseph is a, is such a big player yeah. in that picture. Yeah. You know? The rising and dying Messiah that would save his people mm-hmm. from their sins, the yep. world, yep. you know, so the people, his brothers saving them, you yep. know, and, and the, the certain famine and death that would come and, you know, being given up, being given up for that purpose and being betrayed into that purpose. The same right. exact thing. It's the same that Jesus has, has walked through and it, it's just, in, it, it's incredible. Yeah. Um, but just like on that note, you know, leading to like the two the two main points um bad or hard times are not the devil winning but rather the lord using circumstances for his purpose and his glory mm-hmm. you know if we're going to be jesus followers if we're going to be christians you know and and disciples of the lord then we have to we have to start viewing hardships from a different lens and from a different perspective we have to for start sure. viewing suffering from a different lens and a we different do. perspective and if you think about joseph's dream like it was a dream of exaltation mm. you know mm. and mm. i would imagine that he kind of got a little excited seeing you know the i think it was corn stalks right yeah the yeah. dream one and was and his one was corn stalks and then the other was i think stars yeah Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which that's some interesting stuff. <laughs> <in that one. laughs> it just keeps going. It just, it just keeps going. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you think about this dream of exaltation and then, I'll think you know, about that Lucifer, the falling star, the vision of him being the rising star. And then that's what Jesus is signified by the star right. over it. Like, yeah, oh there's so gosh. there's so much there. the anti Jesus type and then the Jesus type. Like, mm-hmm. it's so yep. good. Um, but when you think about on a practical level, like his dream was that he was going to be exalted and Mm. he was, but the journey to his exaltation was not at all what you would consider the typical journey to the throne. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And once again, parallels to Jesus, Jesus was exalted. He was high and lifted up, but not in a way that, not in the way that they thought a normal King would. That's right. The, the, the crucifixion was his coronation. Um, in the same way that Joseph's suffering ultimately led him to a place of exaltation. Yeah. Um, so when we <laughs> when we have dreams and when we feel like we're pushing in a certain direction and we are met with, and it's kind of the same thing we talked about with Paul uh, last week, you know, where he was met with adversity on mm-hmm. his journey. 
Yeah. Um, but when you know that what the end game is and you're pursuing that and you're met with adversity, we can't count that as, oh, well, this must not be meant to be then. Because the greatest triumphs are always paired with great tragedy. They always are. Yeah. You know? That's right. And in our in our five year journey as a church, we've endured, you know, collectively as a body, you know, much tragedy. Yeah, I would say a lot of you know, a lot of people have experienced a lot of a lot of loss. Um, and we've experienced a lot of things collectively as well, yeah. you know, from and funerals to setbacks to yep. even, you know, our own brothers and sisters leaving, going somewhere right. else or, yep. you know, like it, it has, it's, it's not the easiest thing. It's, it's not. messy. It is. Church is messy. Yeah. And when we think about where we are, not that we're trying to describe ourselves as being like a coronated king church no. here, but you know, this dream that you've had has, you know, you know what the end game for you is 20 churches, but in between now and that. There's going to be a lot of hardship for sure, you know, and in in your life, you know, you you know what your desired end game is, but there there is a cost to be paid to get there. Yeah. And even yielding that number. And we've talked about this, you know, I have this like vision for it, but, you know, it's 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 the Lord's if he wants that or doesn't want that or if he wants one and then I die and then more after whatever, you (laughs) know, right. His his ways are how we approach that. And that's what we cling to. And, you know, so the second piece, easy times are not the source of joy, but rather the opportunity to rest, reflect on all that God has done, is doing, and is going to do. It's Mm -hmm. just this this worldview, this idea that hard times and, and, you know, easy times. There's an inseparable relationship. Right. And they both have their place and they both have their purpose, Mm -hmm. you know. And I I think that, um, you know, without... And, and we're going to get into it more in Second Corinthians in a just a, in an incredible way, uh, how Paul is going to tie these things in for this. This the word is reconciliation. You know, that's mm-hmm. what that's what he's after. Yeah. Um, but if if there's a part of you as we close out five years and we begin this new chapter, but um, if there's a part of you that has been tying your current situation and your current circumstances to the love that God has for you. Um, just know that there's going to come a point in time where that's challenged, where that is um, put to the test. And so let's not put our faith in God into something uh, as volatile as, you know, our lives on this earth or our health or or our financial solvency. For sure. You know, because all of those things are here today and gone tomorrow, you know, but his word the truth of God's word, who God is, those things never change. They never change. His affection towards you, it's never going to change. He right. loves you. He's for you. He's always there. And so the good and the bad will always be fluid. Don't hang your your faith or your relationship with the Lord uh, on you know the rise and fall of things in your life. Mm-hmm. You know those things can come and go. Um, set your affection on things above, not on the things of this earth where moths break through, <laughs> thieves break through, <laughs> moth and rust doth, doth corrupt. You know, don't, mm-hmm. don't do that. Yeah. You know, let's put our, even our dreams, our, our aspirations, let's put them in the kingdom of God. Yeah. Let's put them in the Lord's hands and see what he does as we steward it. Yeah. That reminds me of a, uh, so I just finished Outer Banks uh, oh, TV show. How many seasons is that? There's two. Oh, that's not too yeah, bad. It's it's relatively the second season just came out a couple months ago, I think. I don't think I'm out of the first season yet. It's um I can't spoil it for you Mm-mm. then. Mm-hmm. All right, never mind. Yeah, don't spoil never it. Never mind. I'm a, I actually enjoy it. I don't get to watch it very often. It's really good, right? But it's like it's like a hook. 
It is. It's yeah. I mean, it's kind of a little. I don't know. The first three or four episodes, I was like, "This is kind of like some kind of teenage soap opera." It has a, a like so a Stranger I'm Things feel, where it's like the group of buddies, mm-hmm. you know, the teenagers. Yeah, and, I can see that. Um, but, but I'm go- I'm gonna stay in boy, it because you keep telling me it's good. It, but it picks up hard. Where, where are you at in the story? Um, the the main boy, uh, just f- fell off the tower, and then he's ended up in the um the house. He's in the hospital, and he's living at Ward's place. He's living at Ward's place, but you get the sense that Ward is now the bad guy. Mm, but that's kind of yeah, where I'm at. Yeah, it man, <laughs> that good. Buckle huh? up. It's I I thoroughly <laughs> buckle up, buttercup. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I think that I mean it's a neat plot with the treasure stuff and and all. And yeah, how that kind of evolves, but I mean just the the twists and the turns and you never know who's like, you always kind of feel like somebody's going to die, but they don't. Hmm. And, and it's just like, I don't know. The suspense just kills me, man. And I, I, I mean, I can't, you know, I could intake like a part of an episode a night when we were watching it because I would just get to a point and I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> That's <laughs> I got to go to bed. And my wife didn't care for it much, but she's like, I'm sucked in now. I have to continue, <laughs> you know? So she begrudgingly watched with me, and you yeah, know, yeah. I watched Dancing with the Stars occasionally with her to oh compensate. Oh man, not often, as yeah. not often as I should. But I got a word for that, and I'm not going to say it on this podcast. <laughs> we'll save that. Hey, look, what's behind the paywall? Subscribe <laughs> to our Patreon, and uh, <laughs> you'll be able to hear him call me something that he doesn't want to call me on air. Um, oh, but geez. yeah, uh, <laughs> shifting back into that, yeah. that would have been such a good illustration. But I'm not going to spoil it for you. Don't spoil or it. any of you who yeah. may still be watching it. Um, yeah. but, uh, your, your second point, you hit on that a lot, uh, just now, but easy and good times are not the source of our joy, mm. but rather the opportunity to rest and to reflect on all God has done is doing and is going to do. And I that's think that's right. about, uh, you know, where we stood at our five year mark at, at a place of reminiscing of what he has done and what he is going to do. And Amen. I think that we're really looking forward to, Amen. Uh, what he's going to do through us the next five years. Yeah, we are, and, ho- and hopefully none of us get in the way of that. Is kind of how I'm I'm looking at it. I'm sure we will, but well, we always do. I just he'll deal my with my biggest. It. I think my biggest fear is that I just like it's clear that at our church, you know, and I'm sure if you're watching and you're a part of another church, I'm sure your church is doing great things too. Um, but this is our world here, mm-hmm. um, and God is doing great things. And if you go here and you and you're a part here, I think you can see that. Yeah. Um, but the last thing that I want to do is get in that in the way of that mm. continuing. And yeah. I, I just my, you know, a consistent prayer of mine is that I just I don't want to be in the way. Um, but <laughs> and not just not in the way, but I also want to be a part of what moves it forward. Yeah. You know, more of the. Yep. Less of me. And, l- and let that be a prayer for, yeah. for all of us who are involved here is that, you know, <laughs> a that we don't. We don't get in the way, and we don't we don't cause unity in the body, but we press forward, and, and mm. we, we make our mark on our community Amen. You know, for the sake of the gospel. Amen. Good stuff. Really good. Well, we had a lot of twists and turns today. Yeah, so it's a good one. Just a, just a conversation. Yep, we're just, yeah. we're just chatting here. Yeah. So, love you guys. Yep, love y'all. Yeah, God have, bless, do less. Have a great evening. Thanks so much for tuning in for this conversation on the Bethlehem Church Podcast. We hope it was a blessing to you. If you want to know more about us, feel free to check out our website at BethlehemChurch.cc. And also, in every conversation we publish, you'll find our sermon notes in the description, and we hope that you'll study these topics further. We'll see you next time.